During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. and welcome to the Walt Daily. This is episode 66. And uh, for those that don't know us by now, we're a Disney couple. One of us is a Disney fanatic. One of us is Disney and one of us is Disney challenged. But somehow we've made a way to make this relationship work. Yeah. All right. I was, wasn't that bad. No, I thought we're a little rusty. So yeah, I wasn't sure how Richie would do with the intro. So I reminded him, this is the Walt Daily podcast. Yeah. Can and I'd, I'd like... Because, yeah, because I do another podcast. So um, what I would like for um, is for people. So we haven't done this in a while. And like, you know, if someone, you know, or, or loves the podcast, like let us know so we can know to keep doing this more often. <laughs> um, well, we love doing it. So I we think do. we should do it more often. You know, 2019, it's a new year. We have fresh Disney things that are happening. So we should be fresh. Yes. As well, with a pH. And we have a new we have a new podcasting studio technically because I have a new chair. <laughs> Everything is exactly the same with the exception of Richie's chair. My chair is really cool. If you're watching, you can see I have a nice little office chair now. Well, I'm so happy for you. You look very And it's quiet. My I had another chair before this that was like loud and made noises. It was really old. Yeah. But but now I'm good. Well, I'm really excited for you. Yeah. How else are you doing? So I'm doing great. Loving the weather. Um, it's like it's 70 right now, you know, and I heard it's going to get cold soon. Well, for, for those that don't know, we were in South Florida, so yeah, that's yeah. why it's 70 right now and cold is like 50 degrees. Yeah, so it's, it's going to throw us all into a panic. <laughs> I'm so. definitely panicking because I hear it's going to be tomorrow and I have to mm-hmm. get up early. So it's going to be chilly. So let's go into headlines. Okay. First headline. This is my favorite. Oh, I'm so excited. Festival of the Arts. Is Has, that your favorite? It's one of my favorites. Oh. Okay. I have many favorites. This is one of my favorites. Festival of the Arts at Epcot is now open, and there are booths with food and art. There's live artists and live Broadway music. There's just so much going on, and we're going to be there in two weeks. So is this your favorite festival? Because you seem overly excited. You know... I don't know if it's just because like, we haven't done this in a while, or... <laughs> it might be a little bit of everything. because... Okay, I'm very excited for this festival, though, because it's it's new. So, like, a lot of the experiences, like, still seem new because there's only so many times. Even if you go every year, there's only so much you can do probably in a day or two. Mm-hmm. So, and every year, of course, brings new things. And I'm on the fence. If this is Festival of the Arts or the Flower and Garden Festival is my favorite. Okay. So, I'm not sure. You have not been to the Festival of the Arts, have you? I don't think so. You have not. Okay. And I know this. <laughs> and I know this you because um, you, the, the, it's the third, this is the third year that, that Epcot's doing it. The first year I went alone 
The second year, I went alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say alone loosely. It was like not with Richie, yeah. but I, I was with my, my brother and Michelle. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, very, very exciting. And the fun, the funny thing about this upcoming trip is that Richie agreed to it, not realizing it was Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. I get that. And that happens way too often. I need to start paying more attention to when we go because. Way too often I'm at Disney and like I'm really upset because I'm missing something else that's important <laughs> to me, you know, and I'm just like, man. And like, so, you know, I mean, luckily there's technology. So I end up like watching the game, like sometimes like at the actual park on my phone, luckily. But yeah. Yeah. I need to pay more attention. You should. I, you got to you gotta plan ahead. And start putting my foot down. Like we are not going that weekend. And I'll be like, okay, bye. Yeah. But. <laughs> So, yeah. But anyways, I'm really happy that you're joining me despite it being Super Bowl weekend. Since mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's going to watch the Super Bowl. So it's not like he's missing something mm-hmm. important to him. Mm-hmm. He's That's just correct. going to have to modify his viewing spot, we'll yeah. say. Okay. Next headline. An incredible celebration at Disney Hollywood Studios. It's called an incredible celebration. Is now available to experience from now until September 30th. You can ask me. I don't know. What is that? Okay. <laughs> so it's basically like a block of Municiburg, which is the, the setting of where the Incredibles movies take place. It's like the, the city that it takes place in. So they recreated kind of what an experience would be like if you were just on a city block there. So they have what's called a neighborhood bakery, which is kind of like a quick service stand. And they have Jack Jack Cookie Num Nums, which are available. They were available in California, and now they're brought here. Mm-hmm. They have this is the one I'm most excited to have or to try is the the mask pretzel. It has sesame seeds on it. It looks really really delicious. And then sandwiches. And another cool thing that they have at this bakery is a straw that has Elastigirl on it. So Elastigirl, she literally stretches and bends to make the straw, which is pretty cool. Mm. And you can also meet Edna Mode, the one and the only Edna Mode. Who's that? She is the designer of the um, costumes of The Incredibles. Oh, oh okay. Or the, suits, like the I, super suits. You told me that like if I should have known that. <laughs> There's no shot I would have known who that person was. Is she famous? She's like famous for... Yeah, she's famous. She's a big... She's. I wouldn't say she's a big part of the movie, but she's one of the best parts of the movie. Okay. For sure. Cool. She's right. very sassy. She has a lot of uh, a lot of fashion knowledge, and she puts that into her designs. Mm. No capes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So hopefully we can see that as well when we're maybe in an upcoming trip. You know what I was thinking? I have to renew my annual pass actually on this trip. Yeah. Wait, what do you what do you say? No capes. What does that mean? Be- she doesn't she doesn't design capes into her costumes. Exactly. Okay. So that's what she's famous for. Well, that's just one of the reasons why she's famous. She's famous on her own. But the reason why she does no cape <laughs> The reason why she does no capes is because capes are a safety concern and you will love this. Oh, okay. So even though they look great, capes they have in the first Incredibles, you can see that they've met the they've caused the demise of supers. So So in the movies, they've purposefully made it so that capes are the reason why their villains died no well oh my gosh it's funny you say that well partially but for instance if you are a super and one of your powers is flying and you have a cape but then you're flying next to an airplane what if you get sucked into the turbine by a cape which is one of the examples that they gave in the movie 
Oh, wow. No capes. Gotcha. All right. That's really interesting. Richie's very safety focused. So safety first, teamwork second is a model that I live by. Yes. So this is definitely, you would, you and Edna would get along. (laughs) Edna, hit me up. (laughs) she's busy i'm sorry (laughs) she's not available right now (laughs) all right last headline the disney riviera resort which is one of the new resorts that disney is currently building will have reservations opening up by the end of this month they've announced so the riviera resort it's going to be a vacation club resort but since not all of the um i guess rooms or all the vacation club memberships are going to be sold right away. They're allowing people who are not vacation club members to be able to to rent or, uh, yeah, rent a hotel room. And it's going to be close to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. It's going to be part of the the Skyliner gondola system. So it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. Okay, nice. Yeah. So... And I love hotels. I used to watch... This is a fun fact. I used to watch... Great hotels with Samantha Brown, like religiously okay. when I was younger, which you don't know what that is. I know. Did she highlight Disney hotels or? She did on some episodes. She oh, did. Okay. But just in general, like seeing a hotel and it's fancy and it's nice. It always made me feel like, oh, we should not be staying at Howard Johnson. <laughs> okay. No offense, Howard Johnson. No, not at all. No, it was it was a very lovely experience. Okay. So are we going to do something new? I think we should. Okay. I think that 2019 is going to bring a new segment to the Walt Daily Podcast. Okay. And it's going to be trivia. So how will this work? So... Do I have to think about stuff? I think that I'm, I'm choosing things that would not be overly specific to give to Richie to guess um, what the I answer might be. I have to guess be. an answer? Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's what makes this fun for me. <laughs> not smart at all. It's not that you're not smart. It's just that you're not Disney. You're not worldly in the world of Disney. Yeah. We'll okay. say. All right, let's go. Okay. Fire it off. Okay. Okay. So it makes me think that I should probably just give a little bit of background. So the Dapper Dans. Okay. Do you know the barbershop quartet that we see on Main yeah, Street yeah. sometimes? Okay. What year did they debut? 1970. Okay, and I, let me be a little bit more specific. What year did they debut in Disneyland? And then we'll t- talk about Walt Disney World. Okay, Disneyland, I'm sticking to my guns, 1970. Okay. Disney World opened in, I don't know when they opened. They exactly. opened in 71, I'll give you 71. that. Okay, uh, they opened in 71. It probably took them 10 years to figure that out, so 1981. Okay, very interesting. Interesting <laughs> rationale. So you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> both both answers are wrong. And I didn't, it was just one question, but somehow two answers became wrong. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so the classic barbershop quartet debuted in 1959 in Disneyland. When did Disneyland open? 1955. Mm, I should have probably known, know, like had that information previously as well. Okay. Well, I, I did give you Walt Disney. Does that modify your Walt Disney World answer? You uh, said 1981? Yeah, yeah, I said 1981. So, all right. Uh, 1981. So, I don't know, 75 on the same logic? No. 72. 71. The year it opened. The year it opened. The Dapper Dan's premiered. It was that successful. It was that successful. And they're still around, which is awesome. Okay, so, so go, give me the answers one more time, just in case I confuse anyone. Okay, so Disneyland, the Dapper Dan's premiered in 1959. Mm -hmm. And for Walt Disney World, they premiered 
in the opening year, 1971. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to do one more bit of trivia for you. What, okay, how am I going to phrase this? When was, the, what year was the last or the most recent World Showcase Pavilion added, knowing that Epcot opened in 1982? 1982, when was the most recent one? Mm-hmm. And like then I'll the tell year? you which one it was. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, let me see if I can guess which one it was also. I will say the year, I will say the year 2011. Why would you say 2011? Uh, I just feel like I haven't heard or seen anything new as an adult. Okay. And I just feel like that seems right. That seems, you know what? You're not wrong. So, <laughs> but go on. And uh, and which one it was? So which country was added? Which which one? You, which one would you say? The newest country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to say it's the the one that um. What's the one that Frozen was in? Norway. Yeah, was it Norway? This is really incredible. It was Norway. Norway is the most recently added yeah. World <laughs> Showcase Pavilion, and you're. You're wrong on the year, but okay. you're not wrong on the concept. So you have not seen an uh, Epcot World Showcase Pavilion added in your adulthood. Yeah. Um, the most So Norway was added in 1988. Oh, damn. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was the newest one? That's the newest one. Is there a new one coming soon or no? Um, there's rumors, but there's nothing confirmed. So yeah. I would say no at this point. Interesting. That is, that is quite the knowledge. Oh, I love this segment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. cool. All right. So trivia, super fun. We're hoping to incorporate that with every episode now. And, but we have to get onto the bulk of the show Okay. because we're about to drop more knowledge on Richie. Yeah. What is that going to be? We're going to talk about pre-shows. Okay. So let's start with this. What's a pre-show to you? Like, what does that mean to you? Pre-show, it means like when they're setting up, for example, when we go to watch the bird show, which I'm not sure, does that, does that, that went away, right, or no? No, so the bird show in Animal Kingdom, Flights mm -hmm. of Wonder is now, it has an up overlay, but it's still there, there's okay. still a bird show. So I think when you're setting up for that show, isn't there like a little thing in like right before that that they like talk people through and stuff? Is that a pre-show? I can't recall, but you're kind of on the right path. Um, give me another example of a pre-show to you. That's all I got. That's all you got? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else it would be. Well, what, what did you think you saw at Flights of Wonder? Because I can't think of it off the top of my head, to be honest. I don't know. I thought that they had, like, kind of walked you through. Maybe that was after the show that they, like... Oh, yeah, that was like a post-show, actually. Oh. About it. <laughs> that, like, you know, they allowed you to stick around because they wanted to do additional training. I think. Or pictures, or maybe yeah, photo yeah. ops. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right, what is it? Okay, well, you're not wrong. Sick of this trying to think about stuff. <laughs> you're not out. wrong, though. So a pre-show can be a lot of different things, but basically it's just something that happens before what the main attraction is going to be. And it can take a lot of different forms, um, which we can go over a little bit. But Richie's mentioned in the past, in-queue entertainment, and I think that this is probably as close to in-queue entertainment as you're going to get right now at Disney. Okay. Okay. So 
In the earliest days of Disneyland and Disney World, the classic attractions, especially the dark ride attractions in Fantasyland, they would have a lot of basic cues. So switchbacks, like literally walking back and forth and back and forth. The only entertainment you had was yourself. Um, it was pretty, I guess it was a time when people didn't get as distracted as easily or as antsy as easily. Maybe they had more patience <laughs> to be in the line for that long. Okay. You remember when we were in Disneyland, um, we rode Alice in Wonderland? It was the very first attraction that we did in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a switchback cue. Okay, I don't understand the switchback thing then. So really switchback is when you're, um, let's say you get in line and then you're going back and forth yeah, yeah. and back okay. and forth. Zigzag. I call those zigzags. Oh, yeah. All right, it is so a, zigzag. a zigzag line. It's All a right. zigzag line. Okay. Very good. Yeah. What about it? So those were the earliest cues that, that, that Disney had. Mm -hmm. But eventually they started incorporating pre-shows into the cues. And so one of the earliest examples that I found was in the Tiki Room. So the way the Tiki Room works is you enter the queue area, but it's really more of a holding area. And you're standing there, you're looking um, towards a front center stage type of thing. And then you see bird animatronics and they're kind of talking to you and getting you kind of excited about what you're going to see inside of the actual attraction mm -hmm. itself. Okay. So it's just a, something that's going to, in this case, kind of give you a preview of what you're going to see. Is it like, is it like the elevator thing in the Haunted Mansion? Like when you go into the Haunted Mansion, how like they put you in something and then something happens and then you actually go to the actual yes, thing? Yes, that can okay. definitely be considered a pre-show. So you're talking about the stretching room where mm -hmm. the room, it actually stretches and then you go into another queue area. Yes, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> so there's definitely different types of um, pre-shows that you can have. In the case of the Tiki Room in Muppet Vision 3D, the actual pre-show is the, the whole queue itself that you're going to experience because right before, right when you're seeing what they're telling you, you're going to go right into the attraction. Mm -hmm. um, so who has the best pre-show? I was going to get to that, but not yet. Okay. <laughs> I have my favorites and I know everybody else does too. Okay. So what is the purpose of a pre-show? What would you say? To keep people from being bored? Yeah. <laughs> um, a big part of it is actually another way to deliver safety instructions. Oh, okay. Which I know you would appreciate. <laughs> yeah, okay. So when I think of that, I think of Soren. So in Epcot, you know, Soren with the hang glider and you're going to all these different places around the world and they throw smells at you. That's Soren. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, okay. I just never know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. It's a solid assumption. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in Soren, you see Patrick and he's giving you all these safety instructions that you have to take off your, your mouse ears for smaller aviators. They have to use the, the seatbelt um, uh, little hook thing in the middle so that the seatbelt stays in place and they don't fall out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's it's just another way to deliver safety instructions, whereas on the more basic cues, you would have just kind of an overhead, please stand clear of the doors, and then like a sign maybe, but it really kind of makes delivering safety instructions a little bit more fun and entertaining, and it's just another way to incorporate it into the story. 
Would you say that safety instructions are better received when it's done in an entertaining way? I mean, I feel like that's uh, probably a no-brainer. Oh, okay. I can imagine, like, if, if posed the option, like, would you rather have boring instructions or fun instructions? <laughs> like, <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> well, beyond safety instructions, what Disney does with their pre-shows is they incorporate them into the story. And I think a great example of this is Mission Space. When was the last time you rode Mission Space? I think it was in um, in Disneyland. In Disney in Epcot, in Disney World. Not Space Mountain. I remember I remember taking pictures. I think we were with your sister. Space Mountain? Or Mission Space. I think you said Mission Space. I don't know. Anyways, so Mission Space I is a ride. Pictures. We have pictures of it. So Mission Space is a ride where you're going to Mars, and you literally feel like you're pressed into your seat because you're on the rocket. Is it dark inside? Is it the roller coaster that's dark inside? No. Okay, so then it wasn't that one. That's the one I'm pretty sure I have the pictures of. Yeah. Okay. Which is why I wanted to clarify. So, right. so Mission Space is in Epcot. And part of what you're doing on the ride is you get a certain role. So you oh, can be the engineer, sorry. the pilot, the navigator. This is the one I can't, I don't like to do. Yeah. Why don't you just say that one? Well, because you I, know that's, I that's that why ride. I asked you when the last time you wrote it was, because I wasn't sure. I hate that ride. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> that hate know, that ride. Now that I know what it is, I hate that ride. That ride sucks. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's not for people that potentially don't like small spaces. Yeah, it definitely causes a lot of claustrophobia, nausea, so... I heard someone recently died in that thing. What, like, I recently heard about the previously, a long time ago, someone died in there. Oh. Because of some sort of, like, heart attack or something. Well, like they that. probably had a pre-existing like a pre- condition. And I think that was, like, the reasons they had to put some of the uh, things up, potentially. I yeah, don't know. so now they have, like, a, well, because of safety concerns like that, like, of the intense nature of it, they do have, like, a mild and wild experience. So you can either do one without the spinning or you can do one with the spinning. Which, BT-dub, like... The one that's mild is also equally terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I tried the mild one, didn't like it. No shot, I'm doing that. Really? Right yeah. I, I don't. Really really, I, I don't think I've ever done the mild one because I don't really get um, motion sickness, so I've always kind of done the wild one. Because you, you know what you know what it is is that it's not about the motion of it. I think it's the tight space of it that sucks. Yeah. And they're both equally as tight of a space. Okay. Like because I remember hearing about and I rem- oh my god I'm so mad at Disney for this. I remember that. They're like, oh, like it's going to be mild, like and there's mild and there's not mild. So I'm here thinking like, okay, the mild one's going to be like open and like I'm thinking like it's going to be much better experience. It was almost the exact exact same same. experience. (laughs) It's just like for you just you you couldn't you can't tell what the difference is really. Mm -hmm. It might just feel a little different in terms of the motion, but Mm -hmm. same exact experience. Yeah. I mean, it's they should they should like really say that this is really the same. It's just a little tad different. (laughs) (laughs) that should be a part of the (laughs) pre-show warning it's the same but different (laughs) it's it's almost the exact same but anyways let's let's go back to the pre-show okay just want to make that clear for people yeah okay (laughs) just in case so the pre-show in this case does a lot to build on the story because once you enter the ride vehicle you're going to be one of these roles and it's going to prompt you like hey navigator it's time to, you know, 
loop around the moon or, yeah, yeah. you know, slingshot like around the moon. Thrust. Yeah. <laughs> Navigator, thrust. <laughs> I was looking for the exit. How do I get out of this thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, another great example of, of incorporating the pre-show into the story is Flight of Passage. And in Flight of Passage, what happens is you get, and you haven't ridden this one yet. Um, it's, a, it's in the new Pandora. But what they do in the pre-show is match you up with a banshee that fits kind of your your height, your build, and they do kind of a scan. So they a scientist scans you over, which I don't know what kind of like waiver you have to sign for that. But <laughs> you get scanned in there. You, I say scan loosely, but as a part of the story, you do get scanned so you can be matched to your perfect banshee is it for when you go on the ride. You know. What I'm trying to ask, are you actually really getting scanned like like a, from like a TSA scanning? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. You're you're standing in like um two groups and or two two lines, I guess you could say, and then it's it's like a it's a lot of noise, I would say, associated with some lights. Yeah. Okay. It looks awesome though. <laughs> you wrote it without me? You I jerk. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I think you told me. I think you got mad at me before, so you can't get mad at me now. <laughs> did uh, did it? I don't think we ever talked about it though. Did it actually like live up to the hype? Like people were talking about how that area was like the best rides ever and stuff like that. Me personally, I think it did live up to the hype. Like I remember, I was grinning from ear to ear the whole ride. Yeah. Because you totally disconnect yourself, and this is what a great ride does. You disconnect yourself from what you know, is outside of the, of the show building. You don't even know, like you really feel like you're on a banshee. <laughs> we got to ride this. Okay. Super Bowl weekend, you and me rope drop at animal kingdom. I don't know if I'm going to do rope drop, but I get it. <laughs> okay. Then, so well, then we're going to have to wait in line uh, <laughs> for like three hours, but that's okay. Is it still that long of a wait? Oh yeah. It's super popular still. Damn. That sucks. Yeah. We can't just get fast passes. Oh, they're probably sold out by now. You wouldn't know because you don't ever plan stuff. Why don't you just actually try to plan it and see if maybe we can get fast passes? I guess I could. Yeah, <laughs> jerk. I could try. Ah, she's the worst at planning like the trips that we I go there. We be always free. I just want to be like organic and not have to stress myself out. <laughs> I did look for a hotel room. I didn't actually book anything. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so. The pre-show is is definitely a way that you can just even enhance the storyline because, and just kind of staying on on flight of passage, you walk into what looks like a a very dark gray building. You kind of see like maybe government wording on the walls and things like that, but you don't actually know what's going to happen necessarily. You're just kind of tipping your toes in the water of the of the story. But then once you get to the pre-show, it brings everything together. Mm -hmm. The science, I say science air quotes, of course, the science behind doing the actual, um, uh, fitting you to a banshee, they explain everything and it just makes you feel like you're really, really there Mm -hmm. more so than, than anything. I think that we should, I, I really wish that Disney was more public with their information that, um, in terms of when they do something, the impact that it has on the success of that ride, for example. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that Disney had like a, a way that to say, okay, we're going to implement this pre-show, you know, this in-queue entertainment, and then measure its success purely off of, you know, 
adding that in queue entertainment or pre-show or even like match like try to see how you can match like different rides with like success versus one having a pre-show and one not having a pre-show i wish i knew that information hmm, interesting well hmm i'm trying to think of because think about the classic attractions i'm wondering if those are classic because they were waltz attractions even though the pre-show there's really not a pre-show necessarily but they're still around, but they're still entertaining, but they're more for kids. You know what it is? Here's what it is. Here's why we cannot measure that. Just I just thought of this. <laughs> Here's why we can't measure that right now is because the generation, the youngest generation today are going to be raised in a time of technology that, that we were never raised with. So maybe having that kind of entertainment versus not having it at all and kind of measuring that success is going to depend on this generation because my generation we look back at something like a classic dark ride that has a very boring cue and it's just you know we ride it because of nostalgia not necessarily because of you know the, the success or not success of a pre-show in the attraction is this what you're talking about yeah. Okay. But I think it's measurable. You're saying you can't measure it, but I'm pretty sure you can measure I, it. I'm saying that the, <laughs> the success of this depends on the youth of today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> um, but anyways, okay. So I think that another... So, so another type of pre-show that, that people maybe wouldn't think of right off the top of their head as a pre-show is something like the Voices of Liberty. So the, aca the acapella group in the American Adventure in Epcot. Yeah, I know what it is. I'm trying to think. What, what would, I don't remember that being a pre-show to what, though. What do we do after that? You go into to see the American Adventure show. Mm. So, ah, I remember that. But actually. that's what I'm saying. Like, it is, it's, it is a pre-show, and it kind of gives you, it gets you in the spirit of very, uh, the patriotism of the of the land and the show mm. itself. They kind of give you a little bit of history in a, in a fun musical way. Yeah. But I mean, that's really a pre-show just to show that a pre-show can take all types of different forms. Yeah. That was more so the main show for me because the American adventure show was more like nap time. <laughs> I fell asleep to that whole thing. This is why I can't. <laughs> and I, unfortunately, most of our trips do happen to be early days because that's just the logistics of us being able to get up there and get to a park early and do as much as possible. But it also causes Richie to take naps during yeah. important, important attractions. Like if you wake me up at four in the morning to drive to Disney to be there by like eight or, or you nine. You sleep the whole ride. Yeah, but it's not like real sleeping. And then, and then like, and if, then I'm tired throughout the day. If you're snoring, you're sleeping. And then I'm tired throughout the day. And then if I, um, if you put me in a dark room and sit me down, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that thing was. Because you are five and that's just what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Here's my question for you, and, and then I'm going to tell you, after this, I'm going to tell you what my favorite um, pre-shows are. Do you think that a pre-show is just a mind game to get you to wait longer? Because, for, for instance, Tower of Terror, you go into the library area, you see what happened to the guests that were there before you, how they came down this elevator, disappeared forever, but then you wait in another line. Yeah. Do you think it's just a mind game to well, get you to wait longer? Well, yeah, sh that's how that's what it should be there for is to is to maximize your wait time. That should be the sole purpose of a pre-show. Yeah. And like in queue entertainment, it should be that you can wait here for hours, but it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> because I'm making it fun. That's what that's what the whole reason should be for. Why else would there be a pre-show? Hmm. That's the you, ultimate reason. You know what's funny? It's like you say you're here to wait here for hours, and I know that the tone came off as a joke. In Flight of Passage, you'll wait for hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's terrible. Yeah, it's okay, though. It's fine. No, it's not. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, kidding. it's... Yes, okay. I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think sometimes it's worth it. But, but for me, uh, if you if it's a ride that you've never ridden before, and then you get to that that holding area where they show you a, a safety spiel, they show you a little bit about what the the purpose of this of you know this particular room is. Like you're in a laboratory, and they have to scan you and whatever. And then you leave that room, and then you're waiting in another line. I just get really, really like, ah, oh, what do you mean? We're not there yet, but you can. I mean, that's because you're five. so what are my favorite pre-shows number one not this is not in order first rock and roller coaster okay where you can see aerosmith and please don't remove aerosmith i love them all i want to do is go back to 1982 and watch them on mtv um Aerosmith, where you're going into the studio and then you're seeing them record and then you go in, I mean, I think it's just the perfect pre-show to get you like in the mood, like this is, we're going to this limo. We are going, we are special guests of Aerosmith. They care about their fans. We know how they feel about their fans. <laughs> okay. But I think that's an awesome, very effective pre-show because I mm-hmm. think that maybe there's, you know, some pre-shows that they don't necessarily, eh, not that they're not effective, but they don't, I guess, captivate you as much. Yeah. Another favorite pre-show, we just talked about it, Voices of Liberty. Yes, okay. There's nothing like passing some time before the American Adventure than taking in the sounds of Voices of Liberty. Yeah, but I think the Voices of Liberty is even better than the... Well, I mean, I didn't see this show, but I've, I, would, I would dare to say that the Voices of Liberty is better. It's more so the main attraction. Than the American Adventure? Mm-hmm. I like how you say, I didn't actually see it, but I would venture to say. <laughs> yeah, because it just, because I fell asleep. I didn't, like, if it was really great, maybe it would have kept me up. I, yeah. I remember watching, like, the first, like, couple minutes. I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I wanted to tell you, actually? Uh, really quick, kind of just venturing back, regressing a little bit. You know, a, t- a pre-show can really change the whole vibe of a ride. Like, that's how much importance that Disney, at least, can put on what a pre-show does. And I'm thinking of Test Track. Do you remember when Test Track was not about making this optimal vehicle of, 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 of fastness? What, are no. they, what do they use? Eco-friendly? Yeah, speed. Speed, power, whatever. Yeah sounds like orange theory um um, it but it was it was about testing safety and literally in the queue you would have safety test dummies and then you would be putting into you would be put into a room instead of building your own vehicle you would be put into a room and they would just give you a space a safety spiel and this is like the person who's going to be moving your vehicle around and it's all it's all about conducting safety tests Mm -hmm. but now the way the test track is now is you're building your building your your sim your sim car sim vehicle. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? I forget off the top of my head. 
but you're building this vehicle and it totally, even though the ride, the track is all the same, that pre-show gets you in the, the idea that this is going to be a completely different experience from what you had before. And people who have ridden the old version will understand kind of what I mean by like having that, that little bit of difference in the beginning before you even get on the ride will make a difference in kind of what you, you're going in to expect from this, this attraction. Yeah, well this is, this is definitely better, the one that they have now. Than the safety test, yeah, yeah. Mr. Safety. Yeah, I mean, I love safety and everything, but I just, as a general, as from a general standpoint, it's definitely more fun to go through this and go through all those other different things. I would say than safety. Yeah. I also don't remember the other one, so <laughs> this is all I know. This is all I know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, and my last, well, what I, I love all the all the uh, pre shows. I love everything. I don't discriminate. One of my other favorite ones that's more of a safety spiel and less of an experience is Soren with my friend Patrick. Hello okay. and welcome to Soren. My name is Patrick and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. Okay. I could I could quote the whole thing. That's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it unfortunate? Yeah. No, it's not. Why well, stop cringing? <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of the reasons why I like it so much is because I think that Patrick is super charming and you just, you, you feel kind of what he's feeling in, in his spiel, like that just translates right onto you yeah. and in your heart and soul. And <laughs> I think it's super funny. No, I think it's, it's entertaining. I mm -hmm. think for being a safe, simply a safety spiel, it's actually very entertaining and funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything else? No. Anything you want to question or add? No. Dunsies. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for participating, Richie, in this <laughs> in this episode sixty six. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, listeners out there or watchers, if you're watching on YouTube, we'd appreciate any sort of feedback on our podcast and um, and our flash briefing. Connect with us on your favorite social media platforms. Um, we're on pretty much all of them. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and connect with you know people that are tuning in and let us know what you think. Yeah. And as always, we thank you so, so much for listening, taking a little bit of time out of your day to listen, and we hope it brought a little bit of magic to your day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.